Hey, Ames, it's me. Sorry I missed you again. I'm dying to talk to you. What's this I hear about you meeting up with Freddie King in London? Meg says she bumped into Sally, and Sally says he followed you to Paris? What's going on? I never thought I'd say it, but I miss your gossip. Uh, have you bumped into the Lawrences, by the way? I've been calling Teddy, but... Who are you talking to? Go away, I'm on my break. Is that your boyfriend? I'm calling my sister. Jealousing! Jealousing! Oh my god, he's my friend! Get out of here, go play! I was starting to think you wouldn't show up at all. Yeah, sorry about that. I waited for like three hours. It was your idea to meet at the hotel bar. We got a little carried away. You're lucky Aunt March is loopy from her cold medication. She would have totally kicked my butt for staying out past curfew. If I'm even five minutes late, I come home to her screaming conspiracies about bands of Parisian gypsies carrying me off. What? I have no idea. She got some terrible virus on the flight from London to Paris, and it's been hitting her really hard. I need water. Who's that from? None of your business. So it's from Fred. You're the one who convinced him to come to France in the first place. That's just what he tells you to save face. Besides, I get bored. Grandpa is always busy. Or he just doesn't want to go to the casinos and bars with you. Did Fred send those flowers, too? Yes, he did. To apologize for last night, because he's a gentleman. Uh Uh-huh. And you're not the only one who enjoys seeing people from home, occasionally. Especially since you keep flaking on our plans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I spend my whole life apologizing to you, Marches. Don't roll us all up in one. You know I hate that. Do you have a crush on Fred? What is with all the questions? Honestly, and don't tell him I told you this, he asked me to ask you. Trying to play Cupid like you did for Megan John. I don't need your help. So you do like him? Not yet, but I could, with a little focus and effort. Romantic. He's nice. And rich. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing? Very little. And don't you dare judge me, your grandpa pays for everything. Aren't you here on Aunt March's dime? That's my salary, not a gift. Trust me, Aunt March makes that very clear. Okay, fine. Liking him for his money is fine, then. Stop it. I know you told Joe I'm a flirt, and I don't appreciate it. I told her you were good at flirting. There's a difference. But it's always fun to have another reminder that you and Joe continue to go over that conversation behind my back. It's not like that. She worries about you. Huh. Would it kill you to call her back? Maybe. What would Joe say if she could see you now? Go away, Teddy. I'm busy, as usual. So what's the news from home? I really don't have any. I'm actually a little anxious about it. Usually Marmy's so good about checking in. Has your grandpa talked to my parents? Uh, Not that I know of, but I haven't seen him in a few days. (sighs) Of course. Then why don't you call Joe? She's busy. I'm busy. It's hard to coordinate time zones. You don't have that excuse with me. We're in the same place. Not that you'd know it. Can I see what you've been working on? I have to keep my canvases at the studio where I take classes. Naturally, Aunt March can't stand the mess. I do have some sketches around, though. Hang on. 
I like this one. It's lovely. I recognize this spot. Exactly. This is the chapel a couple blocks from here, right? Mm-hmm. You're a great artist. Eh, I'm a good artist. What's that supposed to mean? Just what I said. This whole trip has been amazing, and I'm grateful for it. I have grown as an artist and created some of my best work here, but I think I also learned I'm just not cut out for a full-time career in the arts. Oh, yeah? Talent isn't genius, and no amount of energy can turn it into genius. I want to be great, or nothing, but I'm not even the most talented painter in my small university-level class. Well, you're just starting out. You can't compare yourself. I've spent my whole life comparing myself to someone. It's a hard habit to break. And when I think about trying to work in the arts, I think about Joe. And I know I'm biased because she's my big sister, but I still believe she can make it as a writer. Joe is, I don't know, scrappy. She's going to grind at it and grind at it and face all kinds of disappointments and probably get a new rejection letter every day. And she's going to have to live with that. I just don't know if I'm the type of person who can. Don't look at me like that, Teddy. I want to be able to talk about her. Don't call me Teddy. We've known each other for a long time. That's true. So can I be brutally honest? Go for it. I don't like this new version of you. I hate to break it to you, but I'm the same old me I've always been. I only gave up bars and casinos and all that for Joe, and it didn't even work. It's not about the partying, although I'll admit that's part of it. You look awful. Thanks. I mean, sure, you'd rather get free drinks from strangers who won't remember your name the next day than have a gourmet dinner with your wonderful grandfather who- Have you been texting him? Did you teach him how to text? But the alcohol consumption doesn't disturb me as much as your utter disregard for this man who loves and respects you. You're selfish. Your grandpa gave you the world on a silver platter. You've had advantages most people, including me and my sisters, could never dream of. On top of that, you're smart, you're a musician, you're handsome. You could do anything. But all you've done our entire time in Europe is dawdle and spend your grandpa's money. You would throw it all away just out of pure laziness and bitterness because something didn't go your way. So no, I don't like this new version of you. You're not the Lori who plans surprise Christmas dinners and dresses up for family plays. You're not the Lori I knew. But you do think I'm handsome. You know what, make fun of me all you want, but I'm telling you the truth because I actually care about you, unlike the guys you go clubbing with. Saint Amy, I'll be good now. Since you asked me to be good, I'll be good. It's just that easy. It's not easy. Nothing about this trip has been easy for me. I've been taking care of a sick old woman, and there are no big sisters here to baby me. So forgive me if I enjoy the occasional bouquet of flowers from Fred. I'm leaving. Okay. Do you have any Tylenol? My head... There's some in my purse. What's this? Nothing. An old drawing. The old Lori. I drew that when he played Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream with us. It was supposed to be a costume design sketch to give Beth ideas of what to look for in the dress-up trunk, but I guess your personality came through in the sketching, so I turned it into a scene. Can I keep this? Sure. I mean, I brought it to give it to you last night, but, you know. You know, if you compare this drawing to the newer ones you've shown me... You've really come a long way. I wish you wouldn't give up just yet. I'll think about it. All right, I'll take it. Goodbye, Lori. Uh, let me just turn this on. 
I don't know that we need to record this. Oh no, it's really helpful. I haven't had the time or the money to take a creative writing class in ages, and I'm dying for feedback. I wrote plenty of notes here in the margins, just like I do with my students. Sometimes it helps to talk it out, though. Okay. So... What were your overall impressions? Of which piece? I don't know. Whichever one you want to start with. Uh, the horror stories. Which one? Any of them. I don't care. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Uh, what do you mean? You treat all your scary stories like they're interchangeable, and they sort of are. Oh. There's some clever turns of phrase, but there's nothing that really strikes me as original. It's like a lot of rearranging of tropes. There's nothing wrong with that, and especially when you're inspired, but I don't see any spark of your personality in any of these stories. Uh, but those were published on the volcano. I got paid for them. I can see why. They certainly have their moments. They can be really entertaining. Gee, thanks. I'm not saying any of this to hurt you. I thought you'd be a little bit more constructive. Let me finish. Okay. They're just not what I expected, Joe. You have such a unique sense of humor. I wish you'd let some of that shine through in your work. When I add jokes, the stories aren't scary enough. It's not about shoehorning in gags. It's about observing the world around you and finding new ways to describe what you see. If I tried to do something artsy, these stories would have never gotten published. Then maybe the volcano isn't the right outlet for your work. It's not exactly like other outlets are beating down my door to publish me. How many other publications have you submitted to? What about writing something and submitting it to a literary magazine instead of a fiction site like this one? What's wrong with the volcano? Nothing, Joe. It's not what I meant. You're not letting me explain myself properly. I'm not smart enough to write for a magazine. What is that supposed to mean? I'm not a professor like you. I never even went to college. So? There's still plenty of time for that, and you don't need to go to school to be a writer. Uh, maybe other people don't, but I clearly do. You said it yourself. My writing's not any good. That's not what I said. But, you know, people read these stories. I'm sure they do. They're very edgy. Are you making fun of me? No, I was just trying to make you laugh. I'm scared to ask what you thought of my pathetic little novel. Well, I liked it a lot better than your horror stories. Clearing a low bar. I do have some thoughts, of course. Of course. You wanted feedback. I wanted specifics, things I can actually fix. I can give you specifics. Okay, you have the bones of a good story here. Really? It just needs fleshing out, some serious fleshing out. Such as? I'd like to learn more about all of the characters. Right now, I can't make sense of who they really are. I don't know what to do with that. They're based on my family. But you've left out a lot, haven't you? How so? I mean, this is supposed to be a story about your family, but some of the most interesting things you've mentioned to me are missing. For example, the father character is almost completely absent from the first half of the narrative, and I don't have a good sense about how his wife and the children feel about that. Well, how would you feel if your dad was away at war? I don't know. How would I feel? 
how would I feel if I was a mother suddenly at home alone with my four kids? I can't say it's your job as a writer to take me there. And why we're on the subject of your mom... Uh, the mother character. Right, sorry, the mother character. She's a social worker working with refugees during this incredibly turbulent political time. But the narrative doesn't do much more than vaguely hint at her political beliefs or how they've affected the rest of the family. You should dig in there, let your readers get a sense of what you actually value. Okay. Look, I know you're taking this on the chin right now, but it's really not personal. In university lectures... Oh, I wouldn't know about those. This is all very normal. So don't be upset. This is what I do for my students. I'm not one of your students. I'm supposed to be your friend. That's why you're lucky. I'm giving you this feedback for free. Can I just add one more thing? Sure. What? Beth. The Beth character. Her narrative is a little... unbelievable. I'm not sure I understand why a young woman like that would be so accepting of her own death. Hmm. I'm sorry. This was a mistake. I shouldn't have made you read it. You didn't make me read anything. I asked. Well, I don't think you understood what I was trying to do. Yeah? Not everything needs to be, like, sad and dark. Sometimes there's value in a story that's happy and light and remembers the good times, you know? Sure, Joe, but I don't think that's the story you're trying to write. I just don't think that's you. But you don't really know me, or my family, and you certainly don't know Beth. Okay, that's true. Maybe this story just wasn't for you. What is that supposed to mean? Men always think stories about young women are boring anyway. Look, that's not it at all. That's not fair. This is why I never shared it with anyone. It's too boring. It's just everyday stuff. Then elevate it. Stop complaining and do the work, Joe. I know it's always come easily to you until now. You're naturally talented, okay? You're good, but you'll never be more than just a good writer if you don't push yourself and actually take a risk. Okay, I'll go along with it for a minute. If this story's not for me, who's it for? Is it for your sisters? I guess... yeah. Well, if they're anything like the complicated, opinionated young woman you've described to me, then this book doesn't do them justice. Yet. Yet. What if some things are too personal to write about? I don't think anything's too personal to write about. Hi, Joe, dear. It's Marmy. This is the call we were all hoping I wouldn't have to make. It's time. We need you to come home when you can to to be with Beth and say goodbye. Daddy and I are trying to get Amy home in time, but there's there's no guarantee. Beth's been in and out. It's gotten pretty bad. But I know seeing you will help. Okay? I'm sorry, honey. See you soon. Little Women, a modern audio drama, is written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. 
Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.